right, ladies and germs, it's that time again. Yeah, baby. Time to get spicy with a Neuro Spicy Podcast. Local 6662269. Your boy Rocco. That's right. I'm your boy. Straight out of Shumway, but now straight out of Jomtim Beach here in Thailand. And it's been about two weeks in country. And every day it's hot. But it's hot everywhere right now. Super hot, baby. All right, just want to get control of that one there. It's a bit on the wee loud side for me. There we go. Not that multitasking is one of my better skills these days. <laughs> there is so much going on. I can be honest with you, I have hesitated jumping on here because I'm not even sure where the fuck to start. <laughs> That's the truth of it. Uh, I've been fasting for about 55 hours in conjunction with um, Koala Bodybuilder in Thailand, my buddy Nick, um, who looks fucking amazing right now. Anyway, he is getting super shredded. Uh, I met Nick when I was here before, a couple of years ago, along with uh, his partner, Tegan. And they're just an amazing couple. They're really super cool. A um, couple of Aussies. Um, and they're just fantastic and Nick has worked his ass off from being an, a little bit of a chubby dumpy guy into an incredible physique makes me extremely jealous as I know for two years I was gone this guy was putting in the work and it's the proof is in the pudding I can't brag enough about this guy and he's humble about it. That's the awesome part. You know, like to him, it's like no big deal. It's his own personal quest. But he's been fasting and we've been working on fasting protocols along, of course, with uh, enhanced athlete, Dr. Tony Huge, who is uh, set up shop here in Pattaya and, uh, of course, is now actually coaching people directly through the uh, EA innercircle.is uh, website and they've been doing these uh, heavy duty mass blast transform transformations on various uh, athletes I mean just packing muscle on in a short period of time now obviously <laughs> this is the dark side of biohacking we're talking you know virtual <laughs> outlaw bodybuilding here but that's the beauty about being on the frontier is that there's so much uh, stuff that's readily available that with the right protocol is safe to use and to manage. Um, and so it's just a matter of having the right 
having the right Sith Lord, <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure. I would shouldn't say that. But having the right Dark Lord lure you into this uh, a magical world of enhanced physiques. And um, the more that we go down the rabbit hole here, it's pretty obvious that some of your major fitness influencers are not natty, no matter how much they confer and deny the fact that they are natural. I mean, deny that they're, they're not taking anything and that they are actually natural or natty. It's uh, something that's been going on in the industry for a very long time. If you go back all the way to uh, Chris's Bell's uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster movie, and the fact that, you know, supplements and so forth uh, are not really regulated very well. And that the industry itself has, has grown exponentially. So a lot of these fitness influencers, they are jacked and they are on juice. They are so juicy. You can, you know, <laughs> you get high just being next to them. <laughs> and so, you know, Hit the old nostalgia machine. Go back to, hey, goddammit, Rich Piana, right? Rest in peace, brother. Rich Piana was, uh, you know, one of the biggies that, that broke out telling the truth about these enhanced protocols, about using uh, certain compounds or whatever else to put on muscle, whether it is uh, anabolic steroids or other aspects of the thing. Now, for me... I'm not an aesthetics person. Fuck, I'm 54 years old. I'm not trying to trying to chase some kind of fucking competition. I mean, there's a certain amount of reality <coughs> that you have to face uh, as you get older. For me, it's always about longevity and the quality of life is very important. And so, if anything, I'm I'm interested in some of the dark side compounds because of the benefits for longevity. And being here on the frontier is the fact that they're so readily available, either above the counter, under the counter, or from, hey, I know a guy. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why people come here. Uh, and it's the wild fucking West in some ways. And now with the decriminalization of cannabis, and the fact that the country is wide open, I have no idea why people are not flocking here. I, I think the pandemic has sort of squeezed the chesticles and testicles and the fortitude out of so many people that their, their previous desires to get swole and make gains and all this other stuff has been kind of pushed aside of, you know, being collared in their basements and so forth. And now this whole shit with monkeypox, right? It's going to be the new thing. I, I can see it after, after, I mean, I felt instantly better leaving the country. Uh, you've heard some of the shit that I've said in the past. You could tell it was, it was fucking with my head and uh, basically feeding my dark passenger. If I had stayed there's no telling what fucking kind of trouble I would have got in. Oh, got some messages here. Well, we don't care right now. Let's mute this chat. 
We're busy. We're busy talking to our peeps. Busy. Come on now. Easy now. I tell you, I get a lot of, I get a lot of, I get a, oh, collaborate with us. And, you know, it's always fucking everybody's working at an angle. Don't you know I don't care? <laughs> I really don't care. All I want to do is connect with legitimate people, with people that are, are sincere, you know. And I know that enhanced athlete and uh, Tony Huge or whatever else is not everybody's cup of tea. And I really don't give a fuck. You know, I've known Tony for a couple of years now, and he's never been anything but fucking nice and gracious and helpful and supportive um, to me uh, in so many ways that I cannot help but stand by the guy through thick and through fucking thin. And I got to tell you, you know, the stock price for that went up, obviously, when Rami won... Mr. Olympia, and he's an EA athlete. And so, of course, all of a sudden now it's like, oh, okay, it's a good thing. You know, I approached several uh, potential bodybuilders. I mean, bodybuilders that had potential, people that I thought could take it to the elite limit. I'm always on the lookout for talent, you know, because... It's something that I like to do. I like to connect people. I like to, to put the dots together. You know, it's part of the ADHD thing, right? And so being a maven, like in the book Outliers, where I'm not the fucking Paul Revere telling everybody the British is coming. I'm the guy that says to Paul Revere, hey, you go down that way and fucking tell everybody the British is coming. I'll go this way. And so, of course, nobody knows what I did because I'm the maven. And that's a role that I've accepted in my life. It's been like that, fuck, since childhood of just connecting people together, whether it's in the music industry, whether it is in the social media, whether it is in the fitness industry, whether it's been in the club and promotion industry. That's what I like. I like fucking entertaining myself and entertaining my friends and putting people together. Maybe that's my lot. I don't know. But I approached several people that I thought could take it to to the to the to the top, and they were a bit they're a bit leery. They're like, well, you know, that guy's got a reputation, you know, da da da, da. you know, it's ba 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 ba. So of course, when their athlete becomes Mr. Olympia, all those guys came crawling back with their fucking tail between their legs, like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, uh. It don't work that way, motherfucker. <laughs> That's the other thing. I'm all about, the, as I said this before, and I'll say it again, I'm about the fuck yeah energy. That's where I am in my life. If, if you are eager to get aboard the crazy train, choo-choo, then I'm down with you. But you got to be down with me too, you see. We've all experienced it. We know people come and go in our lives, and sometimes... They are there because we have some sort of benefit for them. And I don't really mind that too much unless you're an asshole. Um, as an expat, especially in Asia, going through a lot of transition, you get a lot of foreigners that transition in and out of the country. 
and you meet people that are that's fairly cool, but they can be real assholes, and they just fucking ask you for everything. They try to basically brain drain you for your experience, whether it's in China or Thailand or whatever the situation may be, and then they still fucking do stupid shit. And it's like I just fucking told you that that's the situation, and so. I know I shouldn't take it too personal when people don't listen to me, but I'm just at the point like, hey, if you ask me and I fucking tell you and you don't do it and you do something else, then you wasted my fucking time and you wasted your time. And I, I, I can't abide by that shit. I just not down for it. So my thing is, you know, right off the bat, if I say, hey, what's going on? You know, da, 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 let's let's try this and something. And then people are like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, all right, fuck it. See ya. I don't have time for that. On the other hand, when I approach people and I say, hey, let's do this. They're like, yeah, that sounds cool. Wow, that's that's different. All right, let's try that. That's the fucking thing I want. I want, I want that hell yeah energy from people. And I don't take that shit lightly. It's the same difference for me as a fucking uh, patron whether it's a patron of arts or patron of music or patron of your business, you know, if I go in there and you treat me good, I will try to treat you better. I'll, I'll hype you. I'll promote you. I'll come back. I'll give you my money. I don't care. <clears throat> Especially if you got some good shit going on and you treat me right. On the other hand, <laughs> if you fucking look at me like, Hey, there's no Irish, no dogs, no Mexicans or whatever else. And like, mm, I could feel that. I pick up on that shit really quick. And it's not that I don't like fucking rejection. Nobody does. And yeah, you can find ways to get over it. And, and part of being a promosexual is the fact that when you're promoting things or promoting people or promoting causes, it's not going to be for everybody. And they will reject it. As long as they're fucking upfront about it, and not sort of like fucking heinous, weird, or even ghosty about it. That's the other thing. That seems to be one of the peripheral effects of, of social media is that people are very ghosty. I hear that all the time from people. I got ghosted. I got ghosted. Again, I'm kind of the same way. Fuck, you get one shot. And then I'm moving on. <clears throat> and so when... Uh, things started to turn around for um, enhanced athlete with their products and of course having mr olympia athlete on their team and everything else you know it's been an amazing ride for these guys i'm really proud of them because all through this tony has stayed the same guy he's the same guy i met a couple years ago he's not changed what's changed is the fucking culture what's changed is the attitude of people you see, this is why when he talks about being a pioneer of human evolution, friends of freedom, you know, planting that fucking flag out in front of everybody and saying, this is this is who I am. This is what I do. It's a good lesson. Yes, I understand. His polyamorous lifestyle is not for everybody. And let's face it, polyamory is not for everybody anyway. Um, whether you're trying to decolonize love and marriage and i think a lot of people are now really starting to look at this a lot more seriously especially after the pandemic <laughs> being st being sort of stuck with their significant other i mean look at how many people got divorced after the pandemic 
because all of a sudden people were thrown into a situation where they had to reevaluate their fucking relationship that may have been based on having kids. It may have been based on having a business together. It might have been just based on fucking. And let's face it, uh, Chris Rock is right. Don't don't stop fucking. You know, and I, I don't know how else to fucking put it to you that way. But when couples get to the point where the wife is the mommy and the husband's acting like a little fucking boy, that's not hot for anybody. And you can tell, you can tell this shit goes on. You can just tell by any time if anybody that tries to watch a little bit of spicy content, it's funny to see the trends over the years, how it, how it changes. You know, and it's like everything's fucking incest porn or stepmom porn or shit like that. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here in this country? And so you can see the effects of sort of the the roles that people are taking on in order to try to, to do something to survive. I mean, if you're fucking married to somebody who is playing with their PlayStation more than they're playing with you, you got to get rid of that person or you got to fucking move on. I'm sorry. I understand people love social media. People love gaming. People love virtual reality. But unless you're doing it together as a couple or uh, whatever group of friends or something like that, uh, what's the fucking point? We're so lucky as American men. I mean, basically we won the fucking lottery. And the fact that we've become a bunch of mediocre motherfuckers for a variety of reasons is so goddamn disappointing to me and so fucking frustrating. It's like I can't even fucking relate. And I know I'm guilty. I'm just as fucking guilty as everybody else. And that's why I'm okay with saying all men when it comes to this situation about the war on women. And I know people try to try to fucking, you know, use logic and all this other fucking horse shit to try to like discuss their way out of this idea that it's not all men. No motherfucker, it's a patriarchy. It's all men, myself and fucking included, okay? I'm just trying to be better. I'm just trying to fucking elevate the status here to get back to the fact that our forefathers had fucking piss and vinegar in their fucking veins. And when the fucking front part of that goddamn troop carrier opens up and they got to fucking bail out and storm the fucking beaches of Normandy uh, under fucking Nazi machine gun fire. And they're doing it because they know that fucking Nazis are bad and you need to fucking save the world. And a lot of kids fucking died in that case. You know that. But a lot of them fucking took their sack and fucking went for it. And we can see this throughout history. And and I know that's part of the reason why we have patriarchy in a certain sense. But goddamn, man. When did we become so fucking milk toasty offended by every little goddamn thing? I mean... (laughs) I understand that bullying is bad. I understand that name calling is bad. I understand that fucking fighting is bad. 
I get all of that. But we're just not that fucking evolved. Let's not fucking fool ourselves, okay? From the very first stages of human evolution, when one man walked out of the fucking cave and looked over across the valley there, and there was another man on the other side, he said, hey, friend or motherfucking foe, <clears throat> we are in this together or we are fucking going to whoop ass. And sometimes that's what happens. I've, I've, I've had both experiences. I've kicked ass and I've had my ass kicked. And despite all of that shit, here I am. Outliving majority of the motherfuckers that I came up with. Just out of sheer fucking tenacity. And I learned that from my elders. I learned that from, you know... People like old man Frank. He was made of iron. He couldn't kill the son of a bitch. I mean, everything that you could think could happen to him health-wise. I mean, fuck, he hung in there until the very goddamn end. <clears throat> and God bless him for doing that. Whatever God you want to celebrate. In this case, let's celebrate Krom. He lives in the earth. <laughs> Crom I get, man. <laughs> the riddle of steel. It's just a lot more fucking linear than some of this other horseshit on occasion. And plus, you know, gives you a chance to, to enjoy Arnie. All right. So two weeks into Thailand, I've been fasting uh, for about 55 hours or so. I'll run it until Nick says he's done. Uh, he's got a little bit of an advantage because he's been working on this protocol for a while, and he's got uh, he's got some things that he's doing to make sure that he can keep running with it. Um, so I'm kind of the control in this experiment in the sense that I'm just running water and some minerals and a little bit of supplements, nothing nothing heavy or whatever else. Um, and of course, I have a lot more to lose. I mean, I could fucking fast until the end of the year. <laughs> I'd still be still be puffy in some areas. I did notice today I had old lady flab arms, and that fucking really upset the shit out of me. Uh, especially considering like how how pumped my leg got yesterday. And I notice I said leg, not legs, mostly because of the uh, a tens unit, and I took aranecdotic uh, acid in my stack yesterday. And so I got some serious fucking muscle soreness in that thigh that was flexing on the video or whatever else that I, I posted earlier. Um, and so I need to run it on the other side here so I can get a little bit of equal lateral uh, working out. So these combinations of things, it's just nice to be in a place where I can, I can biohack and I can experiment and I'm surrounded by people that are like, fuck, yeah, let's do that. Let's try that. As opposed to, you know, being back home and, and trying to do some of these protocols and being met with, you know, negative skepticism and whatever else. Now, granted, I understand you, 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 you do have to have a little bit of a, a devil's advocate sometimes to, to keep, keep a governor on the engine so you don't fucking run off like Thelma and Louise 
into the goddamn ravine 10,000 feet below you. But again, it goes back to, you know, risk versus reward. And anything that's worth doing is going to take a leap of faith. Coming here was, it was a big leap. I mean, I kept kind of dragging my ass on it because of shit that was going on at home and finance stuff, of course, and getting COVID and practically getting evicted from my fucking flat under the circumstances of being separated from my significant former. Um, but it's working out. And that's the thing that happens. You have to fucking believe in yourself and you have to believe that what you're trying to do is going to work. You have to believe, believe, believe with, with everything, with every fucking fiber in your being. And it's hard, especially when you're surrounded by a bunch of fucking negative cocksuckers. If that's the case, you need to jettison those people. Get the fuck away from them. And I know it's hard because some people are still dependent. You know, a lot of my students still live at home. Um, you know, they're even though they're uh, teens and 20s and so forth, you know, it's kind of the nature of their culture until they get married or whatever else. And, and that puts a tremendous amount of fucking pressure on them to, to do things that they really don't want to fucking do. And you yourself might be in that goddamn situation right now. You might be in a fucking relationship where you would like to fucking make it better, improve it somehow, take it to the next level, because we're always about leveling up, and you're dragging around dead fucking weight. <clears throat> you know, it. can you change people? That's the question. And again, it's like free will and predestination for me. It, 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 I vacillate constantly. In the sense that I, right now I'm feeling like you can't change people. You can only change yourself. And you probably should only change yourself anyway. If you're trying to change someone, I think you're fucking rolling the square wheel up the fucking hill. Because it's just going to roll back down on you and fucking hurt you. You can't change people unless they want to change. And even when they come to you and say, I want to change... You still have to think about the fact that we are living within separate sort of universes or perceived worlds. And how you see that change for that person is not how they see that change for themselves. So I'd say cut it the fuck loose. Make the decision for yourself that you want to change and start putting whatever the fucking protocols or objectives or goals in place you know what you need to do. No one's that goddamn clueless. It's because doing it takes fucking effort. It's hard goddamn work. And if you're here with me, then it means you probably have a soul. You know, even though we are free souls, we still have one. And we still get to navigate this world and this sort of physical body, this physical plane uh, from our heart and from our mind, and believe it or not, from our fucking gut. Because that's really where it's at. Even when you are first conceived, uh, you are basically just uh, a little asshole. <laughs> and some people, I don't think, grow out of that aspect of it. They just remain assholes the rest of their life. And so, again, uh, what's going on in the gut is just as amazing as what goes on in the heart and the mind. 
And if you can get those things to fucking line up, then you will see momentum. You will see progress. You will see movement. But it's trying to get that momentum that is important. And if you got people around you that are fucking hanging on to you out of selfishness or out of some other sort of reason, it's really hard to break free from that. We know from a series of of psychological sort of events or experiments that when it comes to like a borderline personality disorders, those kind of issues, you know? And so if those people are removed from their relationship, their house, and then they, or whatever their home situation is, and they're put into therapy and they're given the kind of environment that's needed for them, maybe even some medication, some tools for maybe cognitive behavior therapy, whatever else. And after several weeks, they, they stabilize. They become fucking whole again they begin to enjoy the world they're not trying to unalive themselves anymore or whatever it is that sometimes causes uh, problems with bp and so on then what happens you send that poor fucker back home and then within weeks they're back to where they're at back to shambles and so i have to think that it's not just on them it's that goddamn environment they're in and it's so scary, I think, for people to, to leave their situation. It's terrifying, especially in a consumer society because we're surrounded by all of these things that we have, have consumed, our fucking giant flat screen televisions and, you know, computers and fucking couches and shit. I mean, it's just like my place back in Shumway, you know, we set that entire thing up from scratch. And it's fucking cool, and it's getting cooler all the time. But what happens? It's like Fight Club, right? The things that you own end up owning you. And that ain't worth a fuck. Especially if you want to try to have some sense of freedom. Like, what are you going to do, right? So you got to be willing to take a chance. Not only on yourself, but on your squad, if you need a squad to have squad goals, then hey, that's fine. But make sure you fucking select and pick your team correctly. Hello, the boys. Because if you're going to fucking take on Homelander, you got to have a fucking, you got to have a mixed team, man. It's fucking Force 10 from fucking Navarone. The Dirty Dozen, whatever you want to fucking do it. Surround yourself with motherfuckers that are motherfuckers. But they're your motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid if people bust your balls or your chesticles, ladies. You want that. You want people to call you out on shit. You know what I mean? But they're doing it because they really fucking care about you. They really fucking love you. Not because they're trying to tear you down. And sometimes that's hard hard to, to discern. Especially if you have some sort of spectrum, uh, neurodivergent uh, situation. That's why I prefer the idea of being neurospicy. 
because I'm spicy. I'm not, I'm not for everybody. Some people don't like fucking spicy food and some people don't like spicy fucking personalities. That's okay. But you also got to like yourself. You got to like yourself enough to say, this situation is not fucking working. This is insanity. And if you are stuck in that situation and you feel like you're feeding one of the two wolves that are within you, the one that's kind and the one that's fucking deadly, the dark passenger, that's not good. It's not good, especially if you got a particular sort of skill set that has been groomed and fucking trained in you and so on. And that can be a very dangerous situation for yourself and then for anybody else around you. So, yes, pull the fucking plug. Pull the ripcord. I'm not saying you have to be here where I'm at. This is not a solution for everybody. But for me, it is. People have already said, wow, you seem happier. You seem lighter. You seem more confident. You spend less time on social media. Um, and it's all true. I Can I say, I like fucking palm trees. I like fucking at the beach. I really like fucking at the beach. I like fucking on the beach. You want to know the truth? Um, <laughs> I like being by the water. You know, I don't give a fuck about jet skis and all that shit like that. It's it's sort of the whatever's within me. The ocean is the source. We've all came out of that motherfucker. When, you know, the aliens decided to fuck reptiles or monkeys or some shit, or however that it came to being. But for me, it's the source. And the Gulf of Siam is amazing. I'm just amazed by like how much squid comes out. I'm like, why is this place so full of squid? <laughs> it must be a great environment for them. And so I appreciate that as well. Um, I'm just I'm just grateful. I really am. I'm grateful. And I want to stay grateful. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of living hand to mouth at this point. That's okay, because I know that'll change. I know that eventually I will build it back up again like I've always done. Anytime I've, I've quantum leapt or gone off world, it can be a struggle financially, physically, romantically, spiritually, whatever else. But I've played this game several times. It's a game I like. It's better than fucking Xbox. So put, put that shit away, will you? Ram it up your ass if you want to fucking know how I feel about it. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's benefits. You can teach people all kinds of things with gaming. And, and I know that's the future for a lot of people. And, and, and if you're offended by that, well, fuck, you're a pussy. Um, <laughs> I should say that because like Betty White says, you know, pussy's better than balls, right? A pussy will take a fucking pounding and come back for more balls. You fucking graze them motherfuckers and they fucking suck up. <laughs> so again, if you love video games, hey, whatever. But if you're in a relationship and you're choosing that shit, it's like any other fucking addiction. Whether it would be alcohol, dope, whatever it may be. If that becomes the primary over the people you're involved with, that's a fucking problem. It's a problem for you that you might not even realize. 
So stop missing out on shit. And that's what I feel like. I feel like part of the reason why we're so goddamn fucking mediocre, mediocre, is that we've been willing to sit on the fucking sidelines and be fed the shadows on the fucking Plato's cave. It's shocking. It's just amazing to see how much we have let go to ram our heads up our asses with this virtual world. It's really, really disgusting. When I think about people that I really enjoy being around and people that I admire, they have also no interest in that bullshit. They have interest in doing what they're doing. And I got one foot in one world and one foot in the other world, and I would really like to fucking step out of it. And I'm going to work on doing that. And I hope you do too. I hope that whatever's going on with you, that you just take a moment to reflect and really say, do I need this bullshit? (laughs) And then if you don't, kindly tell the people around you that they're throwing the bullshit on you to fuck off. Say it with fucking gusto. The more that you believe it and believe in yourself, the more free that you will become. No gods, no masters. Eat trash like a goddamn fucking raccoon. (laughs) I love that kind of shit. All right. I'm going to come back. I've got some stuff I want to share with you in the next segment. uh, Talking about some of the things that are going on around here, including the Russian billionaire's yacht that is sitting right out there like a juicy plum ready to be picked off of the tree. You know, there's got to be some fucking pirate in me, something out. I mean, every time this happens, every time I come down here and there's some Russian fucking oligarch and his yacht either down in Samui or here in Pattaya, I don't know, man. I get a little bit fucking charged <laughs> by too many goddamn fucking uh, cutlass and fucking cannon movies, I guess, growing up, you know. You know, not that Pirates of the Caribbean bullshit. I'm talking about like uh, Douglas Fairbanks, you know, fucking swinging across the fucking, you know. And so I know, I know that if you are a fucking Russian oligarch and you got a $10 billion yacht, if your crew doesn't have a way to fucking repel borders, then what the fuck you got, you're doing, right? So, you know, they got a fucking, they got a fucking arm box on there of some kind. And who knows what they're sporting? Because, I mean, how in the fuck could you sail around the world without being worried that someone's going to jack your shit, especially governments? And then thank God Thailand is pretty neutral in this concept. But, you know, they have fucked some of these guys over by taking their shit, which I kind of like. I kind of like that idea. You know, let's face it, you know, the fucking top head of that fucking snake is definitely gangster. You all know the story about Putin in the goddamn fucking <laughs> NFL championship series ring. I can't think of the name of the player, 
uh, when Putin was in America a long time ago, he asked to see this guy's ring and he fucking kept it. I mean, the guy was like, should I say something? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. You're like six, eight, 340 pounds. You're going to let this little fucking KGB fucking Nazi fucking rip you off your fucking championship ring. It's fucking testing you and you fucking failed motherfucker. Cause you're worried about fucking KGB bullshit or former, right? So anytime I see, you know, I love the idea of eating the rich anyway. So anytime one of these cocksuckers gets their, their fucking space dick rocket or their fucking $10 billion yacht appropriated by the fucking government that they've sailed by, whatever else, or just fucking piracy. I think that's just fucking juicy and spicy, and I fucking love the idea. It just doesn't happen enough as far as I'm concerned. But we're getting there. <laughs> we we have fucked this place up enough that we're fucking getting there. Um, after this fucking massive fucking heat wave and shit, I think things are going to get weirder in, this fall. Definitely in my country, shit is fucking getting ready to pop off. Uh, between the X-I-T-I-N, Christian, not the real ones, but the fucking bogus ones, nationalists, um, and everybody else. That shit's going to be bad. I'm sorry. And I, I keep saying that. And I'm not trying to be a fucking doomer and gloomer. But unfortunately, I think we're going to have to get a bit purgy on both sides of that fucking equation. And it's going to be weird. It's not going to be Johnny Reb and Gray and fucking <coughs> Yankee Blue. <clears throat> it's going to be like from neighborhood to neighborhood. It's a scary fucking thought. It really is. And 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 in a lot of ways, I hope I'm just being a fucking conspiracy nutty kind of person. But then I think about my remote viewing skills. And I think about future targets and what I've seen. Uh, indicates that some shit's going to go down. And, I, and and you don't have to be Sherlock fucking Doctor Who time traveler TARDIS man to figure that out. It's going to get worse before it gets better over there. But I'm going to sit it out. That's, that's the best thing I can do. Because again, it's about longevity. And I'm going to try to be here as long as I can. And so if it's dangerous in my country for me, then I'm going to go to some place where it's not dangerous. Granted, I take my life in my hands every time I get on the scooter or the motorcycle. Um, it is definitely a close combat sport, but you go slow and uh, keep an eye on things. Some of the other stories that I was interested in besides this Russian oligarch is uh, some of the things that are going on with the decriminalization of cannabis in this country. Uh, recently, a bunch of doctors from uh, one of the universities have come out and they want to flip the decriminalization back. They want it to be criminalized. Then I noticed they were the, the main guy making the statement was the forensics doctor, which means he works with the police. And so you know what's happened, right? We've decriminalized cannabis in this country. And so that that black market, that extra money is kind of gone. 
So there's more money in prohibition than there is legalization, whether it's fucking booze, steroids, cannabis, whatever else. And so a lot of players uh, lose out through legalization. And some of them just happen to have a badge. And that's on not this country, but in other countries as well, including our own. We know for a fact that a lot of different sort of rural podunk police departments are having to suck it up because of decriminalization of marijuana. That was an easy, easy bust for a long time. I mean, shit, you know, that fucking, that fucking seizure shit that was going on where they were just fucking ganking people. You notice that I'm ready to do that to the Russian oligarch and his fucking yacht. But when it comes to fucking pissing on the people and the jackboot comes by, you know, it was a case in Eugene where a guy was going to go and buy a car and he had like a couple grand on him. And at that time under the seizure law, if he couldn't prove that the money didn't come from ill-gotten gains, I think he had a joint in the car or something like that. They said, nope, this is drug money. Thank you. Can you imagine that shit? Like, what the fuck? No due process or whatever else. And that's the thing that concerns me is that, you know, they're shitting all over the fucking law. And the fact that most of those, most of those guys don't know dick about the law anyway. They're just trying to make a bust or make a case or dip their fucking snout in the goddamn money trough. And I hate fucking corrupt motherfuckers. And I hate hypocrites. This fucking pastor in Indiana who's trying to blow off his, his, I have sinned, I've committed adultery. Well, what he fucking left out of that goddamn story was that the girl was fucking 16 years old. That's not adultery. You're a goddamn pedophile like Matt Getz. You just didn't use Venmo to pay for her. Thank God she stood up and fucking called him out on it. Um, it's like something New Life Christian Church in Indiana. And so I got my eyeball on that motherfucker. If they're endorsing candidates, I'm dropping a fucking dime to the IRS for their nonprofit status. I, I fucking don't have any problems with doing that, working within the thing. I mean, they got fucking Al Capone on taxes. Let's get these fucking Christian national churches on the same fucking beef. Their nonprofit status is being abused. They are violating the tax code. And so if you got some fucking pastor who has raped, basically raped and groomed young girls or even boys in some cases through their fucking church life, youth fucking bullshit, whatever it is, it's fucking scary, man, because they come so out, so strong swinging against LGBT and gays and everything else like that, but they're not the ones that are doing it. It's these closeted fucking repressed motherfuckers that are pulling this shit off. And it's the hypocrisy that I cannot fucking stand, the piousness of it. It just fucking makes me sick, man. It's like, how in the fuck do you sleep at night, cocksucker? You're a goddamn pastor of a pretty large congregation. And you're going to try to slough off your fucking pedophilia with a 16-year-old girl by calling it adultery? 
And of course, what did they do? They fucking went around and prayed on the guy, like thoughts and prayers, right? I'm like, fuck you. You need to go to fucking jail. She needs to sue that motherfucker. You know, for civil damages. If, if the criminal court won't fucking support the statutes of limitations. God damn it. The war on women in this country is just so gross. All men, myself included. I'm just as much of a pig as everybody else. I fucking, I fuck women all the time. I just try not to do it so goddamn overtly, and I try to fucking change myself and not try to objectify them. If we treat all guns as being loaded for safety, then I say no problem with the fact that women treat all men as being fucking dangerous and rapey and killy and stocky and all other shit like that. Because that's what we do. And we have to change. And I'm not sure how that's going to happen. But I'm sure Mother Nature knows what the fuck to do. She always does. And we'll leave it at that. All right, there's your spice for tonight. I will come back with some details in the next episode of some key things that I think are important to take a look at, especially with the war on women. And I want to talk a little bit more about some of these anabolic protocols that I'm learning about while I'm here and also give you some advice of of how to be a digital nomad and how to free yourself from that fucking matrix as much as you can. With that being said, I love you. I appreciate you. I want you to level up. Take it to the next level. And if you got to burn that bridge in order to light your fucking way forward, then I say go for it. There you go. Ciao for now. That was rude.